This episode of Whatever with Jason Soto is sponsored by Audible. If you want to try Audible free for 30 days, go to audibletrial.com slash whateverjason. On today's episode, uh, Jason and Mary are going to talk about unsolved mysteries. Jason is going to reveal his unsolved mystery stories. Uh, they're going to talk about misheard lyrics. Uh, and we're going to revisit uh, a popular segment called At, uh, Ask Dr. Soto. All that and more on this episode of Whatever with Jason Soto. Whatever. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, a comedy podcast uh, that is currently freezing its ass off because it's fucking 28 degrees outside Ugh. right now. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Fuck February. Uh, and it's a leap day, so we get an extra day of it. Yay! Oh, hey. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason Soto. Uh, joining me is my uh, equally cold uh, co-host, Mary. <laughs> equally <What's... laughs> as miserable and cold. Yes. Hello. Uh, uh, so we have an interesting show for you today. Um, so I discovered something the other day, Mary, and I need to yes. ask you something here. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, without, so we didn't talk about this at all before the show. So this is actually, I'm springing this on you <laughs> has a recording. Um, the product that Crayola makes, you know what I'm talking about? What are they called? Crayons. Okay. Say that again. Crayon. Okay. Apparently, I can't say crayon. Crayon? <laughs> so like cranberry crayon. I I made this discovery uh, the other day. I was at uh, we were at a friend's house. We were playing a game, and it was a very story-driven game. And one of the things involved uh, a crayon. And I just reading the story, and then I said something about a crayon, and then everyone looked at me weird. And I'm like, what? Crayon. Crayon. <laughs> so they're like, what, what did you, what did you say? And I said, it's a crayon. <laughs> and they're like, a crayon? Like, no, crayon. And, <laughs> and so now to me, when everybody else says it, I feel like they're stressing the why for no real, real reason. Crayon. <laughs> it's a crayon. Not a crayon. <laughs> it's a crayon. Crayola crayon. So I mean, I. I've then figured out that it has to do from where I'm from um, because I asked some people uh, in my hometown that question. I just asked you, and they all said how I say it. Hmm. And so at living here in Indianapolis, I turned out that everyone stresses the why, and I guess over where you live too, they do as well. Yeah, crayon, because it's there. <laughs> And to me, it's it's like that Family Guy bit where they're saying "cool whip," cool whip. <laughs> That's just what yeah. it sounds like to me when everyone else says it. Like cool it's it's whip. cool whip. Yeah, but like <laughs> whip, you would say whip. Like you wouldn't say like whip. You would say crayon because the, the <laughs> is crayon, crayon, crayon. So. 
and then I even proposed this at work. Now, keep in mind, I work at an office supply store that sells crayons. Crayons. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I felt like this would have came up before this week. Because I'm pretty sure I had to have said crayon at some point. Yeah. I've been to this company for 11 years. And I I know I've had to have said it. Like, no I, one's I had, ever called you out on no your pronunciation of no, crayon? They, I, no. Everyone. Like, I'm pretty sure someone was like, you know. I'm, well, now that I think. I mean, maybe it never did come up. Maybe people were just like, where's the crayons at? And I was like, oh, down here. And I never <laughs> really had to say it. You know, I guess I never really had to really use the word too often. Um, but it's really weird. Like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's, and I, I realize it's, you know, I'm from, I'm originally from Chicago. That was where I was born. And I lived there for like 28 years. And then I moved to Indianapolis, uh, you know, late 2008. And um, so I do bring with me that stereotypical like Chicagoan accent where sometimes I'll say words kind of strange. Like, um, I'm sure I brought this up before, but that SNL sketch of Da Bears. Yeah. Like, that is very accurate. Like, everyone up there, everyone literally (laughs) says, like, da. Like, dare, da. (laughs) We're going to go over dare, and uh, we're going to go have some sausage over (laughs) and drink some some old style. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) Yeah, and you know, so when I when I and then here's the funny thing, when I moved to Indianapolis, um everyone had southern accents. Like I'm getting used to it now, but to me everybody had a southern accent. And I'm in, in the Indiana? and I'm in central Indiana. Yeah, no, cuz my friend lives in Indiana and her mother is like from there and she totally like has like a kind of a southern accent. Like okay, like I'm hearing people like not not as pronounced, but I hear people kind of talk like this. Maybe I'm exaggerating a touch, yeah. but I swear to God, everybody down here talks like that, and I can't get anyone to notice it. <laughs> like, I notice that they say they say roof instead roof, of the roof. roof, the roof, the roof up on the up on, up on the, the roof. roof. Yeah, 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 up on the roof. Yeah, that is one of the things. Yeah, yeah. and another thing I I realized was um, we don't say bathroom, we say washroom. Washroom. Ooh, that's elegant. That's like Which yeah, isn't it like kinda opposite? Like <laughs> but no, we say we're going to the washroom and I do say that. And I say that like to people, like, hey, I gotta go to the washroom. And like, you know, I feel like everyone probably is like, What the fuck is he talking about? Like <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, it's just so fucking weird. And um I didn't wanna, you know, call you out on this to make you embarrassed, but sometimes when you get excited, your like New England like accent comes very thick. Yeah. And like oh, there yeah. there are times where you actually do say like wicked and I don't know oh, if I you s- realize you say that. I say it all the time. <laughs> I didn't realize that like no one else says that. It's like, you know, strictly a Boston thing, but like no, like I, I have like a wicked thick Boston accent. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. saying just saying that. Like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm watching the departed right now. <laughs> That's wicked awesome. That's wicked awesome, dude. You are wicked retarded. Yeah, me and and Sully gonna go check out the Boston, (laughs) the Celtics. Boston. Boston. Oh man. Red Sox. Red Sox, dude. It's the Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox. 
Yeah, regional dialects are fucking weird, man. Yeah, no, they really are. They really are. And and don't be mistaken, the whole Boston thing, that's not exclusive to Boston. That's like you can go into New Hampshire and you'll still hear people saying wicked this and wicked that. Okay. Even in Vermont, they say that. It's just a New England thing. I guess it like just kind of comes from Boston, but it's not really exclusive to Boston. Yeah, I mean, that was why I said New England. I felt like that yeah. was more of a New England thing than it was just Boston. Yeah, which... I guess it comes from Boston, but it's kind of proliferated all around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, it's just, I just think it's funny that I say crayon and no one else apparently knows right. what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> And apparently you're one of those people who have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Crayon. Crayon. You have to say it like that. Crayon. Well, no, that just sounds like a crazy person. Crayon. 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 Cray. I bet you tomorrow you're going to probably start saying crayon. I guarantee you. It's just, yeah. just going to slip out. I remember teachers saying that and like crayon. Like they'd just be like, oh. <clears throat> Put your, make sure you put your crayons away. It's like crayon. <laughs> Same. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Crayon. crayon. I cannot remember a time in my life where I heard anybody say crayon. Hmm. Like it, it just sounds so weird. Like I, uh, yeah. That's how it's spelt, isn't it though? Crayon. Yeah. So I'm looking yeah. right at my notes and yeah, crayon. crayon. But crayon. And see, <laughs> I'm making it a one syllable, and it's apparently a two syllable word. Okay, so like, let me ask you this: How do you say this word? Um, if you had like a bureau and you put your clothes in a oh, <laughs> it gets with a D and ends with an R. How would you say that? You say I know, I know what you're trying to. I know what you're trying to get me to say. Okay, uh, I do, but no. Here's the thing. Okay, I say dresser, but then. I say dresser drawer. 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 Okay, yeah, okay. so that, that's what I say too. A lot of drawer. people say draw. Draw. No, I think that's draw. a southern thing because I hear. No, because they say that here too. Oh, do they? Yeah. Because I know I, I, I hear it sometimes down here from people who live down here. They say drawer. They say draw. Put <laughs> draw. it in the draw. It's in the draw, the yeah. Drawer. No, yeah. drawer. It's in the drawer. So, see, I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> So then why can you not say crayon properly? Because it's a crayon. It's not a crayon. It's a crayon. I don't know, man. I don't know. Lingo, man. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till we get our own uh, set of uh, Crayola uh, set. And one of them will just be called Crayon. C-R-A. <laughs> C-R-A-N. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. So this is like the third week in a row I think I've mentioned Unsolved Mysteries, but well, it's well. it's been so like permeated into like my life, into like my pop, my personal pop culture. Um, I grew up watching it, but here's the weird thing about it, and I'm sure you're gonna have stories too. Um, I can't remember what night it came on. I feel like it was a Thursday night, but I could be wrong. Um, but it used to come on before Night Court, and. <laughs> Yes, I yes. And yes, I remember uh, that because I love Night Court and it came on. Yes. And okay, go on. the the theme song <laughs> creeped me the fuck out. Oh. To the point where they played at the end of Unsolved Mysteries and I would mute the TV waiting for Night Court to come. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I would unmute it when Nightcore came on. But um, yeah, Unsolved Mysteries was like the shit, man. Oh, um, to anyone not familiar, first off, you need to go go to Amazon. It's all every single episode is on Amazon Prime. Now the downside is you have to buy either individual episodes or buy like a season. Um. Because for some reason it's not just like free to watch if you're a Prime member. I don't know why really? that is. It, it was for a while. For yeah, me. every time I go and look, it's it, it costs ninety nine cents for an episode or what? like like fourteen ninety nine for a whole season. Oh, that's ridiculous. Let me see if that changed. Um, but Unsolved Mysteries was a show. It was in the late eighties, very early nineties. It was hosted by this awesome dude named Robert Stack, uh, who had like yes. the most magnificent voice. Yes. And he had the voice for the show. Like, that, that was such perfect casting. He was amazing. And he always had that trench coat on. He was, like, he always had walking it, yeah. in, like, the fog. The fog, yes, yes. By, like, a crime scene, like, the police tape would be there. Or he'd be, like, a lamppost or, like, a window. Yeah. Or, like, a window that was one light on. Tonight's mystery. Oh, I take it back. If you do have Prime, they are free. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I've been watching them. I must have, I must have not had Prime when I watched the original. Okay, awesome. So if you have Prime, go watch, and you can just pick any episode. You don't got to watch them in order. Um, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. Just pick something. They're I will, also available on YouTube as well. Okay, yeah, there you go. You have that as well. I will recommend an episode in a minute here. Um, but what was cool about this show was it was like a half like. Almost like uh, America's Most Wanted, where they would talk about like people who went missing, and then they would do these like reenactments. And I know you got a reenactment story. Just hang on a second. <laughs> um, <Yes>. But <laughs> they would have to reenactments of like people going missing or getting murdered, and they're like, "We don't know who killed Barbara Jean or whatever." And then the other half of it would be like alien conspiracies or like Bigfoot ghosts. ghosts. Uh, there's this one um, I watched the other day. Uh, it's also, if you have Pluto TV, uh, there's a channel dedicated to Unsolved Mysteries, like 24-7. Um, it's just they play in random episodes, so you never know what you're going to get. Um, but I watched this one about this lady who, what was it? She was like dying of some severe cancer or something. And then she went to this like uh, water like like lake or something in like Italy and she took a bath in this lake and then suddenly she healed she was healed and uh then she became a nun and then anytime anyone was like super sick they'd go see her she'd take them to the the water and then she'd bathe them in this water and then they became better and it was like what is in the water what is curing oh, I, I think i saw that one yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so it'd be crazy shit like that and then they'd have like reenactments uh, which, okay, yeah, so go ahead, Mary, tell them about the one that you showed me the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this is great. Like, they have a re- like, okay, so, like, the, the, the crime that they're talking about, the real-life perpetrator is a black guy. Mm-hmm. And they show him on screen, like, his mugshot, and it's clearly a black man. Mm-hmm. And then they go, they're like, and then he confessed to the cops and blah, blah, blah. So they go to the reenactment. And it's clearly a fucking white guy and like the cheapest black face ever. He's like, I did kill that police officer. Like trying to do the black voice and everything. It's like, what the fuck are you thinking? He had like, just like kind of like a makeup on his face to like sort of make him look black. And oh my God, it was yeah. terrible. You saw that. I, yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous. What the hell was that? 
I cannot believe they got away with that. Like, what the fuck? What were they thinking? And not only that, but this is the best part. So, like, in the reenactment, it's a guy being interrogated by two police officers. One of the police officers is black. Yeah. So why didn't you just have that guy be the guy and then have two white guys? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I piece a white guy up in blackface and have him, like, you know, I don't get that. That makes no sense. That was unfucking believable when you showed me that. I was the one that killed that police officer. Because <laughs> you, you were telling me, and I'm like, what? They did what? There's no way they got away with that. Yeah. And no, they fucking did. did. They, they totally got away with it. And it's like, like it's how? Super, it's like super obvious, too. Like, it's like super, it's not even just like, oh, maybe that's like, you know, it's like that, um... Uh, C. Thomas Howell movie. Where oh, like Soul Man. Guy. I was just about to yes. mention that. Yeah, it's like I that. was just gonna like say that level of technology of like trying to make a white man look black. Exactly. Terrible. So, uh, as I said, it was hosted by this dude named Robert Stack, who uh, I think is famous for doing this. He was also in the movie Airplane, and I have to say, for a guy with such a serious voice and demeanor, he's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, he was so funny. He was also in basketball. Did you ever? See I was that? gonna mention basketball because yeah. uh, yeah. I love his little bit in basketball because <laughs> yeah. uh, they were doing unsolved mysteries. They just couldn't say it was unsolved mysteries, but like it was Robert Stack and he was like talking about like a, the, one of the characters like disappeared or whatever. And yeah, his his role in that was hilarious. He's great. He's, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> Option three: <laughs> he's hanging by his fucking neck in a closet. <laughs> Like that cracked me up when he said that. <laughs> so, um, um, now have you seen any of the uh, Dennis Farina episodes? I have. I I don't see the point of them because they're literally the same episodes. See, I saw that one of the Dennis Farina ones where he was talking about the crew of the um, Sarah Joe. Which is a really creepy mystery, but like they were talking about that, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so weird! Like, what the hell happened? And it was a Dennis Farina one. But then I watched an old episode, and it was on there with the Robert Stacks. It was the same story, but it was what? just yeah, really no, like new stories. Like it's just literally like the same cases, except they have Dennis Farina narrating them for some reason. I don't wow. know why. That's... It's not anything new. It's not new content or anything. It's just literally like. You know, I, like, why? That's really weird. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so now I have an unsolved mystery story to tell you, and I don't know if I told you this before. Um, I don't think I told anyone this. I mean, I probably told a couple people, but this is amazing. So as I said, Unsolved Mysteries was a show where they talked, they also, they talked about, like, murders and no one know who um, murdered someone. So, from the part of Chicago that I'm from, uh, there was a scandal that happened in the early 80s uh, involving this guy. And I got I to gotta look up this case. But um, So, basically, the part of town that I'm in is known for being very corrupt in politics. Like, everybody, like the mayor and the chief of police, and is, like, very known to be corrupt. It's a very corrupt town. And so, this guy... Um, No, that's not what I want. Mysteries. Uh, so this guy, uh, I'm trying to, what's his name? Jay Givens. His name is Jay Givens. Uh, he was going to be a prosecutor for uh, the town, and he was going to clean up 
like all the corrupt like politicians. He was gonna try to get rid of the mayor, get rid of the police chief, like whoever was corrupt in this town. He just like came in and was like, "Yeah, I'm tired of all this corrupt people in this town. We're gonna just completely like you know get rid of them." So at this uh, Elks Club um, that was actually across the street from where I lived um, in the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, they were having like this get together for the city. It was like some city fundraiser thing was happening. And so of course this Jay Givens guy was there just kind of, you know, hobnobbing or whatever. He comes across like the mayor and the police chief and they're all like mad at him and they're giving him shit or whatever. (laughs) And so he leaves. Well, he ends up getting murdered. Oh shit. So the murder was weird because this happened in the lobby of the Elks building. Now to kind of give you like Elks is kind of like a like a like a lodge place, kind of like you know, like banquet halls and stuff. And so there's like um, there's like the staircase that led to the lobby, and then the lobby had the doors going to the outside. You go up the staircase, you're in like the ballroom where all the people were. So he was murdered in the lobby of this place, and nobody said they heard anything. Nobody said they saw anything, which is fucking weird for a very yes for a very populated building that had like over a hundred people in it and for them to not because he was shot he was like shot in the in the gut or something what year was this 1982 81 81 wow 1981 so this was 1981 uh so um so of course there's theories like oh the mayor had him killed the police chief covered up blah 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 they never found who did it they never found the gunman they never found the gun like none of it so of course unsolved mysteries gets their hands on it they come to my neck of the woods to film this thing oh nice so they were across the street from where i was living no and, way yeah fucking yes and it was oh amazing did you, <clears throat> what did you see so i didn't see much here's here's what i did see so to kind of give you a perspective, uh, imagine like a, a regular street. I'm on one end of it, and I'm on the corner. Across the – like actually kitty corner from where that is is where the Elks Club is, the actual Elks Club where the guy was murdered at. They filmed the reenactment in the actual building where he was killed at. So nice. that was kind of cool. I don't know if they do that for every – unsolved mystery like if they actually go to the place where the actual crime happened but this time i can assure you they did and um so all i saw and it took like a week it was like it was like a monday to friday and it was this giant semi just like just like imagine a semi 18 wheeler parked in front of my building and it just said unsolved mysteries like oh my God, all that's big, awesome. like like the font, like the font, the lettering, like oh. it said unsolved. I, you know, what? if selfies existed, I would have so taken a selfie in front of this day. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was parked. I was across the street, and then all I saw, I didn't see any like actors. And to feel this, no Robert Stack was not there. Disappointingly enough, oh. yeah, that sucked. Um, but I remember my mom saying, no, he films that in a studio in LA. He's not going to come out here. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh man. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so I just saw a bunch of like, um, like studio lights, like spotlights. 
And that was basically all I saw for like a week. It was just all these spotlights was hitting the building. There were like people milling around in the, the street and by the building. And uh, that was it for like a whole week. And then it took like a year for them to air the episode. Now, the episode is in season six. Hang on. Season six, episode 10. They don't have names for these, at least here. Oh, on... I got to see that. Season six, episode 10. Season six, episode 10. Uh, it's called the Elks Club Murder, the segment. Um, and I think it was the first segment on the show, so you don't have to watch a whole lot. Um, nice. But, <clears throat> yeah, it takes place in my hometown. And they filmed like a lot of they filmed like a lot of B roll stuff, and like all the stuff they show is like places I was like running around like you know I was cro- like there, there's like a part where there's a corn there's a camera on the corner, and it's like I used to cross that street like every single day and <laughs> oh that was like the there's like a jewelry store there was like a check cashing place. Um, That's awesome! I'm looking at it right now the Elks Club murder. That's so funny. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, so they, they did a reenactment, and then as far as I know, that case is still unsolved, of course, because wow. I'm pretty sure it was an inside thing. So, uh, yeah. It, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in the story in itself, it's yeah, the guy was called Jay Given. Uh, you can look up Jay Given, uh, East Chicago, Jay Given, anything like that. Uh, it'll come right up. Uh, there's some theories, of course. I remember, like, the closest thing I heard was – some years ago, someone tried to reopen it, and they looked at the evidence and matched bullets and stuff, but then that never really went anywhere. Uh, yeah, so. Wow. That's my unsolved mystery story. I got that's I got cool. to I got to see a filming of it, technically. <laughs> I don't have anything like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I wish I wish you did. That would have yeah, been cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I never got to re- meet Robert Stack. I think that would have been awesome. Because I don't know if I mentioned this, too. I think I did. Yeah, I did. I lived over a bar for, like, my childhood. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Is that the same? <clears throat> yes, this is the same place. And I think it would have been awesome if Robert Stack was there to buy a beer. And I got, yeah. <laughs> I got to see, <laughs> see him there. And then I get to ask him a question about airplane. Because <laughs> he's fucking hilarious in airplane. Yeah, that like, guy's awesome. Yeah. He wasn't really in a whole lot, was he? Like, movie-wise, I feel like. No, I don't like, think he so. Like, he did Unsolved Mysteries. Was uh, it was an airplane. Sometimes when I watch like old, um, like commercials from the '80s, it'll be like some movie, like a, um, you know, like the Monday Night Movie, and it'll be some obscure like drama, and he'll be in it. Oh, okay. Like, it seems like he was in a lot of those, like the ones that until like kind of straight to TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was in, like, a, he was in a Beavis and Butthead Do America. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. He was yeah, the yeah. FBI agent. That. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. He was in 1941. Uh, he did a voice credit, like his last credit was King of the Hill. Uh, let's see. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he did a lot of voice work, which just makes sense. He has a a very interesting voice. Yeah. Perfect for true crime. Very. Oh, he was in the the original Untouchables. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, just a bunch of weird TV shows on the love boat. (laughs) 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 I want to see that now. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah so robert stack awesome dude look yes. him up look him up kids damn Much millennials than, uh, what's his face the other guy oh dennis Ferrer. yeah i don't okay actually going back for a minute i didn't know that was what he did 
I thought they were new episodes. They just repackage old yeah, stuff and put no, him in it. It's the same exact stories. Like if what? you watch it, it's like it's literally like the same cases, but they're like and the same like word for word, like but it's just like, oh, we have to replace Dennis Farina. Like I don't I don't get it. Yeah, that's I don't weird. Get it. That is weird. I did not I did not know that was what they did with, with yeah. this episode. It's weird. I thought they were just new uh they were new cases. Yeah, no. Huh. Strange. Uh okay um. Misheard lyrics. I think we all mishear lyrics. Like every time a song comes on the radio, and we think they're saying one thing, and then I I think it's hilarious when people think they're saying one thing, and then they go do the song at karaoke, and then they're and like, they wait, sing that <laughs> right? Yeah, and then they're like, wait, no, that's not what the words are. Like what? <laughs> um, I have a long history of uh misheard lyrics. Like there's a lot of songs. Uh, too many to list here. I'm just going to name a few in this episode. Um, but, uh, uh, do you have any, like any particular ones that you're fond of? That, My favorite you know? ultimate. It's not really like a misheard one because like I wasn't the one to mishear it. And my friend actually pointed it out to me and it cracks me up every single time. I don't know if you know the song. It's by the who, and uh-huh. it's called love rain or me. It's like this. Okay. Big ballad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, Okay, so <laughs> there's a part in the song where he says, um, oh, what was it? And love will fall like rain um, that falls like tears from on high. But okay. it sounds exactly like he says. And look it up to see if I'm wrong. It literally sounds like he says, that falls like cheese from <laughs> on high. Look it up. It's like dead on. Like my friend showed it to me and I was laughing so fucking hard. And I like still to this day cannot unhear it. It is all epic. It's like that falls like cheese. Like it's like really like, you know, he gets into it. You can hear cheese clearly. Can bring the rain that falls like cheese. I'll have to listen to that because I, yes. I don't think I've ever I'll, I'll noticed that. Up. I'll get it. I'll get the YouTube thing and I'll like cue it up for you. It's okay. Definitely, it, it's fucking hilarious. That's my ultimate favorite. <laughs> so one of my actually the the first one I was gonna talk about was uh, due to a friend of mine as well. Uh, my friend Bill, he's like the king of misheard lyrics. He always like mishears stuff like all the time, and it's hilarious. And because of him, every time I hear this song, I'm about to mention. I always only hear the misheard lyric. So how familiar are you with uh, England Dan and John Ford Coley? Um, about as familiar as I like know them as an MST3K reference. Okay. Really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they do have a very popular song. They were a 70s group, well, a duo. And um, they have a uh, very popular song, so popular that I can't remember the name right now. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure, you, you know, you might not know the title of it, but I know you've heard the song cause it gets used in a lot of like movies that either take place in the seventies or were from the seventies. Right. Um, Oh, I'd really love to see you tonight. That's like their biggest hit. I bet if I'd heard, if I heard it, I'd probably. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what the Mr. Lyric is. So the song is, uh, from what I could tell, the song's about like this dude, who uh, gets a phone call from I think his ex girlfriend, or or ex wife, or somebody he used to be with, 
And I think that they broke up like not on the best of terms. And so I guess she's calling him to check up on him. And uh, he's apparently like still got feelings for her. And so he's trying to either, depending on how you want to look at it, he's either trying to get a date or just trying to get a booty call, however you want to look at it. Um, but the, 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 part, the first part of the chorus is the part I miss here where it says, um, I'm not talking about moving in, but I hear... I'm not talking about the linen. <laughs> not talking about that. I'm not talking about the linen. And that is all that I can hear every time I hear this song. Nice. Like it, it, it's all I just and I even say it, I'm like, I'm not talking about the linen. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah that's my challenge to you i want you to go look up this song actually i'll look it up for you since you're gonna send me something yeah. and i want you to oh, hear it's and it's like not even like a minute into the song it's literally like two verses and then it goes into the uh chorus and it's the first line of the chorus england and england and and john Ford. <laughs> and i love mentioning this group these guys because no one knows what the fuck i'm talking about yeah like i've literally only heard of them because they mentioned them on mst3k and they they probably think i'm making it up like what the fuck kind of name is that england dan and john ford cole like what (laughs) (laughs) but they 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 had one like very popular song they probably had a couple um because they're kind of like like yacht rock if you know what yacht rock is it's kind of a yacht rocky type song it's very clearly 70s um and uh yeah so that's one of the ones that i always hear um did you have another one um no i think that no not really not that i can think of off the top of my head can, okay i i got tons <laughs> um okay uh do you know the group fallout boy um yeah i know of them okay so one thing they're a chicago band so i i hear like Bands that are from Chicago, when you're in Chicago, they play those a lot. Um, so growing up, I heard a shit ton of Smashing Pumpkins, which is not a complaint. I love Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, no, I like them too. Um, and that I think that's true because when I went to L.A. a couple of times, all I heard was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a thing about if a band is from a town and you go to that town, the radio station is going to play that artist. So. Like I'm sure, like Nashville plays like Elvis a lot or something. So right. Anyway, yeah, Boston <clears throat> plays Aerosmith and yeah. And, and Boston and Mighty Mighty Boston. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mighty Mighty Boston. And... Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. Okay, that's all I got. Um. So Fallout Boy to me is like. The, is like the number one like enemy of miss her lyrics because I can never understand what the fuck that guy is saying. Uh, for one example, in their song "Sugar We're Going Down," uh, there's a part in the song, and I, I and now here's the thing, just just for clarity's sake, I did not look up what the actual lyrics are. I'm just gonna tell you what what I hear, and I'm this is not right. So in Sugar We're Going Down, I always hear, we're going da-da in a looby-loo-ra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And I always say that too. It kind of does, yeah. It's like, we're growing da da in a loopy loopy Sugar, we're going down, baby. So, yeah, I always say that. Uh, in their song, Dance, Dance, uh, I always say, I'm two quarters in a Honda. Can't get much worse, worse no one should ever feel like I'm two quarters in a Honda, and I don't want to forget how your voice sounds. And I'm sure that doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's like, what does I'm two quarters in a Honda mean? Like, what? That is clearly what I hear when clearly I hear what that. That is, yeah, that's what I hear. Um, <clears throat> now their song "This Ain't a Scene." Uh, uh, they there's two, there's two Mister lyrics I I get from them. Uh, one thing is the chorus where I hear "This ain't a city, it's a goddamn ass face." Yeah, <laughs> like this ain't a city. It's a goddamn ass face. <laughs> and then later in the chorus, I hear, "I'm also evil, also into cats, also into cats." So I have a I have a kind of a more modern one and I can't and this came to me from a radio uh DJ. Uh they were actually kind of talking about this topic about misheard lyrics and someone mentioned this song. So the guy's name is uh Charlie Puth and uh he's kind of like a soulful type singer who dabbles in pop every now and then and uh He's got a song. I can't think what it's called right now, but I swear to God, he's saying, "You've been going around, going around, going around, throwing that turtle at my knee." <laughs> <laughs> You've been running around, running around, running around, throwing that turtle on my knee. What is he actually saying? <laughs> You've been going around, going around, going around, throwing that dirt on my name. <laughs> But I hear turtle on my knee. I'm trying to find what song it is. So I want to play that for you too, so you can see. Because I, I think I'm about to ruin a lot of these songs for you. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of all that I could think of right now, like that I wrote down that I thought off the top of my head. There's like a thousands more, um, between just between like me and then just like everybody else. Like just actually, there were these books I had when I was a kid. Um and they were about like some guys oh, collected yeah, collected all that. these. It was, um, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yes, right? yes, yes. I remember those books. I remember my friend's dad had those. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I I had those too, and there was like three of them. Yeah. And um. And then um, there was just so many. And like you know, sometimes when I read those books, I would then only hear like the misheard lyrics. <laughs> yeah, that's all I hear when I hear that Who song. It's like it cracks me up because it just sounds like he's saying cheese. I'll have to cue that up for you because you'll hear it. 
So that's all I got for the misheard lyrics. <laughs> I just, I just, I, those are just a few ones that I, I thought of. Um. So, question, Mary. Yeah. Have you ever gone to Catholic school? No. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm about to shock you to hell because guess what? I went to Catholic school. Ooh. <laughs> yes. And I, was I grew kinda... up in a very non-religious household, so. Well, no, here's no, the thing. Nothing of the sort. I did too. My my neither of my parents were religious. Like neither of them. My dad just is completely like agnostic. Like yeah, whatever. And my mom was totally like yeah, whatever. Up until like then my sister. Well, then my mom took a weird turn. Then my my sister was born. And when they moved to this, like, small, like, suburb town, then suddenly my mom kind of became religious. Mm. But, like, you know, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but I feel like she was just putting on a show for the people that my sister was going to school with. Because I really don't believe my mom was really that religious. (laughs) Like, because, like, she never did anything, like, when, you know, I was over like, she never put, like, crosses up in the house or yeah. did anything like that. But then, like, she'd make an effort to, like, go to church with my sister She's and put on this. Right. And I'm, I was – I keep, like, looking, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have to do this. Yeah. It's fine. Like, they're not going to – I don't think they're going to, you know – Cruci- literally cru- ironically crucify you for not going to church but yeah no my mom like went religious for some reason later in her life i don't know Aww. but um but when i was a kid um like so this is the same part of town that i you know the unsolved mysteries thing happened in <laughs> um the high school no was the high no the middle school well the end of high school uh but the middle school and the high school was very notorious for being like violent um think like uh that michelle pfeiffer movie dangerous minds yes but like amped up to like a million (laughs) this is chicago right? yes this is like a like a suburb of chicago yeah and um and it was yeah it just was very like violent it had a lot of gangs you know had a lot of kids taking guns to school and yeah that was a problem back in the 80s um and so my parents apparently talked and we're like, I, I, they probably were like, yeah, he's not going to survive like a day. <laughs> he's gonna, he's already going to get shot or something. Because <laughs> look at him. <laughs> <laughs> so so they decided to take me to a Catholic school. And so there was a Catholic school like down the street from where I lived. And it was called St. Stanislaus. Or we call it St. Stans because we were kids. We didn't know how to say Stanislaus. Um. And it should be noted that the part of town that I lived in was a prominently Polish town. And um <clears throat> and so uh and so that's what this school was like named after. It was like named after a Polish saint or something. I don't know a whole lot about him, oddly. So uh my elementary school days from the sixth grade of kindergarten to sixth grade, I was in a public school. And then from seventh grade till my sophomore year of high school, I was in a Catholic school. Now, I'm bringing all this up because I didn't know this until, like, yesterday that it was Ash Wednesday. <laughs> um, and I I used to know when these things happened because I went to Catholic school, and they make a huge deal about Ash Wednesday. This is, like, Christmas in February. <laughs> like, as much of a big deal as, like, 
Catholics and Christians make of Christmas, they equally make a big deal about Ash Wednesday. And so um, well, I remember being when I was a kid, you know, going to this Catholic school, my mom kind of forced me to do like, I'm going to call it rituals, which is kind of weird, like the stuff that they used to do. So like I had to go do the ashes on the forehead and I and I had to give up stuff for Lent. And I don't know, like, if I people know what the hell this whole story is, but I don't even really fully understand it myself. But apparently, like, for because like Moses and people in the desert had to give up stuff for forty years, uh, we had to give up stuff for forty days or something, something like that. And so we had to give up something, and it could be anything from. And of course, we were kids, so it was like we have to give up chocolate for forty days, or you know, rollerblading. Yeah, <laughs> the Walkman. We can't listen to Walkman for forty <laughs> days. Um, we had to give something up. And then on Fridays, you weren't allowed to eat meat, mm. which is very problematic for someone who doesn't like seafood. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was what they wanted you to eat. They wanted you to eat fish. Fish. Yeah. And um, I, do not, I do not like fish. Uh, <laughs> I appara- love that. That's, that would be great for me. I, I fucking love seafood. You prob- <laughs> so, okay. So you probably kind of like this time of year because this is when the restaurants – push all their fish stuff like you always see ads for like the fish fillet for mcdonald's like mm-hmm. around this time or like long john silvers will like suddenly like start advertising more <laughs> like i don't know if you ever noticed that like during a yeah, certain I, part certain part I, of february <laughs> i worked in a seafood restaurant um like a takeout place and they were always like oh my god just don't work here when it's lent Find yeah a job before that it's hard. oh dude yeah when i worked at mcdonald's Lent was crazy. <laughs> like, we had to drop all these extra, like, fish fillets in the uh, fryer. Like, we normally would... Like, it wasn't our normal... We never never sold that many fish fillets. We would may have, like, five in, like, the heater. But on Fridays during Lent, we had to have, like, 20 of those fucking things. Ugh. And then we had to keep constantly putting them in the fryer. It was like, God damn, Lent. Lit- <laughs> Ironically. But, um... <laughs> Uh, what was I had my my point was written in my notes here. Oh, so um, I found a loophole in that you can eat chicken. No shit. Yeah. Why, why is that? Does it qualify as a fish or something? I I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know why that's a loophole. Because I remember I had to ask a teacher. I was like, so I don't like fish. Like, what can I eat? And then she was like, well, you're supposed to eat fish, but you, I guess you can eat chicken and get or you know, and get away with it in God's eyes. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so every Friday I had to just eat chicken. Um, you know, I had to get like, you know, like a breaded chicken sandwich or chicken breast or whatever. You know, interestingly <clears throat> enough, um in the medieval times, people used to when for Lent, it was admissible to eat beaver. What? <laughs> yeah, they would catch beavers and eat them because they believed that they weren't quite mammals, but they were more fish because they had scales on their tails. So they would eat beaver uh, during Lent. Okay, I yeah. never knew that. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Wasn't considered quite a mammal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. But see, I don't know why. Um, I don't know why you can eat chicken. I mean, even Googling it, they count chicken as meat. But yeah. apparently, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But that was a loophole that I got. And I don't remember giving up anything really substantial when I was going to Catholic school. I remember I had to, I, you know, it was like, yeah, I have to give up like M&Ms or, <laughs> you know, I didn't do, I didn't go hard into it. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I won't eat M&Ms for 40 days, whatever. Oh, and you know what's weird? It's not exactly 40 days. It's actually 46 because something like that because <laughs> this uh, religion's so dumb they don't count Sundays Ugh. so the Sundays during Lent do not count during time of Lent so it's 40 days minus the Sundays are you still not supposed to eat the you're meat? not supposed correct you're supposed to still be religious on Sundays and so they don't count that as part of the 40 days. Ugh. And I only found this out because back in like the early 2000s when YouTube was becoming a thing, I was I was trying to do like a publicity stunt to kind of get famous on YouTube where I gave up drinking pop for 40 days. And then I vlogged about it like every day. And then I realized I was reaching day 40 and it was like three weeks into Lent. And I'm like, what, what? There's like two more weeks left. How are we near day 40? <laughs> so I looked it up uh, and they were like, yeah, Sundays don't count. You're supposed to not do stuff on Sundays anyway, you sinner. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a huge pain in the ass. It is. Religion sucks, man, let me tell you. Yeah, I never so. grew up with any. Did you go to like CCD? I remember like some kids like mm. had to go to, oh, I can't hang out. I got to go CCD. No, I didn't Ugh. do anything extra. I, I just <laughs> went to the school. I didn't do any Bible studies. I didn't do, like, oh. I wasn't an altar boy. I didn't do none of that. I just yeah. went to the school, and then I came home. And, yeah, I, ugh, I, I don't think I could. I could. There's no way I could bring myself to do it. Um, and then Catholic school and high school is equally <laughs> uh, dumb because my freshman year of high school, freshman year? Yeah. I think it was freshman year. It was. Freshman year of high school was when we got the sex ed talk. Mm. And if you ever want to get fucked up on how to have sex, get sex education courses from a Catholic school. That's <laughs> oh going to mess your me, that's going to mess your brain up forever. <laughs> now, thankfully, prior to this, my mom I won't even say I had to talk with me. My mom's version of the talk was to show me an episode of Nova. Do you remember <laughs> Nova? Yes. <laughs> was an episode of Nova about conception. Ugh. She was just Awkward. like, there's this show going to come on on PBS at 8 o'clock. I want you to watch it because I'm going to ask you questions about it. And I'm going to know if you lied about watching it. So I was like, okay. So I watched it, and it was a whole episode about conception. It was like the penis enters the vagina, and the sperm goes into the vulva, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, 12, 11, Ooh. 11 or 12, 91. Wait, where was I? Hang on. I got to uh, graduated. 94 is my freshman year. Uh, nine, yeah, I was about 11. Mm. Yeah. And so my mom came back and then she was like, so what does the sperm do? And what did this do? Blah, blah, blah. And I had to like answer these questions and she's like, okay, there you go. Go to bed. <laughs> That was how I had the sex talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I went to Catholic school two years, high school two years later. And then 
they they were like fuck. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but they were seriously teaching us the wrong stuff. Like first off, they said condoms don't do anything because they said that condoms have holes in them, and the what? sperm can still get out of the holes and impregnate you. So wow. don't even use condoms. <laughs> don't even. Sh- try it <laughs> right and an example they gave was because it was, it was a catholic school we had to wear uniforms and one of the uniforms was a sweater and so the teacher was like okay everyone pull your sweater up over your head and now do you see the little holes that are coming through your sweater that's what a condom is like don't what? use a condom while yes <laughs> that is very inaccurate and then they were like oh, okay i'm sorry to get very graphic here but uh they actually talked about anal sex and then they were like, you cannot have anal sex because anal, because the, um, the anus was only designed to go outward and not to have anything pushed inward. So if you push anything inward, it's going to ruin your rectum and you have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, they said, I swear to God, they said all this. <laughs> I like, I, I'm like sitting there because I knew all this. Already, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's. And then weird. they're like, um, they're gonna. They talked about like how like pre cum can get you pregnant, and it was like even if you don't ejaculate, uh, you, uh, they they didn't call it. What did they call it? <sighs> they couldn't call it pre cum. They called it uh, god damn, I can't remember. This is some really weird term, like early sperm or something. It was something <laughs> very bizarre. It was like it was like before your sperm comes out of your penis, you have a little bit of sperm that comes out that shows that you're excited. Um, but that's enough to get you pregnant. So don't don't put it in. And I'm I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a fucking weird man. Like, don't ever go to Catholic school to learn about sex because they're going to teach you the wrong shit. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like Catholic school in general. Don't go to Catholic school if you want to learn about things accurately. Correct. No, that's (laughs) correct, too. Uh, So, happy Lent, everybody. Dirty sinners. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do our 90s song of the week here. This You're is our, right. uh, our segment where we celebrate 90s music. Uh, Mary, I'm going to let you go first because I actually kind of have a story involving mine. So uh, what's your pick? Mine is uh, Madonna's Ray of Light, 1999. Ooh. I like I it. it. I love that song. <laughs> I do too. I like the video. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very good. Um. There's a podcast out there called Hit Parade. Have you heard of this? No. It's it's just this one guy, and it's uh, affiliated with this magazine called Slate, or magazine or website, I can't remember. And uh, every month, this guy, I don't remember the guy's name, uh, he will focus on like either an artist or style of music or something. And he did an episode on Madonna. And he specifically did an episode of Madonna during the Ray of Light years, yeah. like that album. And he talked about the song and he talked about like how it kind of, you know, reinvented her and uh, the history of it and everything. It's a really cool listen. You should go check it out. I think you might like it. I love that song. Like, that's like one of my favorite. Like, it's like, I don't know. I, throughout the years, you go on, you like hear just different songs from the 90s. Like, oh, and I grew out of that one. I never grew out of Ray of Light. I still like that. 
I I agree. I really do enjoy that song as well. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's a good pick. So my pick ties into the misheard lyrics. Um, I did have one more, and I saved it for my pick of the week because the entire song is a misheard lyric and that you can't understand a single word the guy's saying. <laughs> and it's Pearl Jam's Yellow Lead Better. Ooh, Racist you said all better, made okay. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> wait, no, 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 I'm no. thinking of something different. Yeah, that's not that Yellow, song. Okay, that's that's even flow. Yeah, yeah. Ledbetter. Okay, no, yeah. You don't know the song? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, it was supposed to be on their debut album, um, ten, and uh, for whatever reason, it was not. They didn't include it, so they made it a B side to their Jeremy single. And uh, it actually started charting on the Billboard charts. Like, people actually were into the song because someone just, like, played it on the radio. Now, the thing about this song is nobody knows what exactly the song is about, nor does anyone have any real idea what the hell Eddie Vedder is saying. (laughs) And it doesn't help any that every time they perform the song live in concert – Eddie Vedder will change the lyrics. He, he probably um, doesn't even know what he's saying. <laughs> so, okay, so the story of the song was it was one of the very few songs that they all wrote together as a band. Normally, Eddie Vedder does all, writes all the lyrics for the songs, or for the, for the albums. Uh, but this is one of the very few ones that all the, the, all the members of Pearl Jam had a hand in writing the song. And um, <clears throat> there, there's a... Uh, they're they're saying that the the term yellow lead better uh, came from the name of a friend that uh, Eddie Vedder had, whose name was Tim Ledbetter. So they're saying where they got the name from. And then um, there's a common theory that the song is about someone receiving a letter saying that uh, that their brother died overseas in war. Uh, because one of the lyrics that they hear during one of the live versions is, I don't know whether my brother will be coming home in a box or a bag. Now, when you uh, when you look up the lyrics on Google, it actually says, I don't know whether I'm the boxer or the bag. Mm. So I don't know if that was the original lyric and then he just changes it over you know every time he plays it because he does he changes it so the other version was uh um uh and i know that he's just following his path as long as long as it's not a in a box or a bag another one is i think of him when i go to bed and he's coming home in a box or a bag Mm. um so there's all these like different interpretations of it and he changes it uh basically almost every every time he does it live and um so i guess nobody's wrong <laughs> yeah I, I guess but like the song actually like when you hear it it's actually a beautiful song like the 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 music is like very like enchanting and it, it's like a very good guitar riff and um but you just don't really know what he's saying because yeah. it, it, he's just like it sounds like he's like 30 feet away from the microphone like kind of yelling Mm. and then kind of reading the lyrics it looks like a very beautiful song um and there's a theory that it's um 
um, he was inspired to write the song to begin with uh, when uh, a friend of his from Seattle, whose brother was in the Gulf War, he received a yellow letter informing him that his brother died in the war. So uh, Eddie Vedder and the friend went for a walk, and while walking, uh, they they went by a house with an American flag fly, uh, flying, and people were on the porch. So they stopped to gesture to the flag, you know, like salute it, but people were like looking at them disapprovingly because Eddie Vedder looks like Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure it was a bunch of like uptight, you know, America people. And then you got Eddie Vedder going around. So they probably didn't approve of his looks. <laughs> so that's a theory about what the song is about. Um, this is going to be one of the rare chance times where I'm going to play the whole song during the segment because there's probably people who have not heard it or don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, so I'm going to play the whole song for you. Cool. Uh, after Mary's song at Madonna's um, Ray of Light. I'm going to play the whole song for you. It's like a five-minute song, but it's a very beautiful song. It's very touching, and I think you're going to like it. So our songs of the week is going to be uh, Madonna's Ray of Light and uh, Pearl Jam's Yellow Leadbetter.
All right, Mary. Straightforward question. Yes. When you were a child, what was your favorite book reading or being read to, or that was read to you as a kid? Like either you read or was read to you like as a child. What like book meant the most to you, do you think? I liked the Ramona books. I also liked Boy by Roald Dahl. That that one. Okay. Love that book. All right. So what if I told you that if you wanted to read Boy by Roald Dahl, uh, but you just didn't have the time. It's like, I got so much to do. I got a family. I got to go to work. There's, like, deadlines at my job, and I got to go pick up kids at soccer practice, and my deadbeat husband just fishing all the damn time. I don't know what the fuck he's doing out in the lake, and goddamn, I have no time to read. Well, good news. You can listen to a guy named Dan Stevens read to you Boy by Ronald Dolling. By Ronald Dahl, sorry. <laughs> and uh, you can do that on Audible. Um, what's Audible, you ask? Audible is a uh, website you can go to. Uh, is the leading provider of audiobooks and podcasts, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development, and even kids' books. When I was a kid, I was it was super into horror stories, and so I was into the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Ooh, I love those. Yeah, those were awesome. And so those you can find on Audible. Uh, you can search for scary stories to tell in the dark, and you actually got a lot of people reading. There's a lot of versions of this um, that you can hear from, and they're very good stories. The drawings is probably where it's at, but the stories were really good, too. Um, but now you might be saying to yourself, but I don't have Audible. It costs money. You, my friend, listening to this very podcast, are in luck. You can get a free trial of Audible right now if you go to audibletrial.com slash whateverjason. You can sign up for uh, 30 free days, and you can just kind of look around and type in any book that you want to listen to. Um, the app is free. You can download the app onto your tablet, your smartphone. You can even download a version for your desktop PC or your laptop. And um, you can listen to uh, an audiobook or two Audible originals uh, for free. And they are good across platforms. So let's say you're driving to pick up your kids at soccer practice and you're listening to uh, Stephen King's The Stand. That's a very long fucking book. So you're not going to be able to listen to it in like a 15-minute car ride. So you can stop listening to it, pick up your kids, go home, make dinner, and then once all the kids are in bed, you can go back and pick up right where you left off on your tablet. Just that easy. Uh, very simple, very fast, and they have original shows, and they also have podcasts on there. Uh, I highly recommend, and I recommend this last week, was uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Uh, it's hosted by my favorite talk show host and Mary's, uh, Conan O'Brien. He's a very funny dude. Conan rules. Yeah. Uh, and he lets loose on his podcast. He just He's just himself, and he just interviews uh, celebrities for like an hour, and it's not like, you know, uh, ass-kissing session. It's like literally these are people he respects, he's friends with, uh, he's known for a very long time, and they just have a conversation, and it's fucking hilarious. Highly recommend it. And you can check that out for free 
uh, on Audible. So uh, if you want to listen to uh, a book, uh, you have 30 days to try Audible. Uh, go to audibletrial.com slash whatever Jason. Uh, sign up for 30 free days and you never know what you'll find. Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening. Okay, so we're going to end this podcast on something I did uh, some episodes back. Uh, it's called Ask Dr. Soto. It is the part of the, it is where <laughs> I scour the internet for uh, people asking some other person for advice. And then I just take the questions and then we're going to answer them here to try to help this poor soul. Now, this should. This should go without saying, but me and Mary, we are not like actual therapists or experts, and we don't know shit about helping people. Uh, this is all just for comedy's sake, um, so don't take any advice actually that we're about to say for real. Like we're just gonna be joking around here. So or are we? Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> actually, you do have a PhD. No, okay. Guess <laughs> <laughs> All right, first question. So, first off, some of these I got from Yahoo Answers, oh, which is like a hotbed of just stupid, crazy people. <laughs> um, and then the last question um, I got from like an actual advice column. So, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, but let's get to the Yahoo ones first. So, the first one that I, cu- I stumbled across was uh, literally the whole question was I can't tell if I'm alive or dead. So, Mary, while you ponder your answer to this, uh, to this poor soul, um, I'm going to help you out here. So you might not know if you're alive or dead. And I understand, you know, times are tough and you think we're just in this like living nightmare, like we're actually in hell. And maybe you think I got into a car accident and now I'm in hell because that has to explain the state of the world we're in right now. I'm going to assure you, my friend, no, you are not dead. You are very much alive. And how I know this is because dead people cannot type. Now, you could say, well, zombies can exist and they could remember how to type. But uh, one time I went to this, like, uh, medical study thing, you know, at Northwestern University. And they had, like, a zombie on display. And they asked him to type. And every time he typed parts of his fingers kept falling off. And so it was just down to like this nub on his hand. And then he got frustrated through the computer at the professor. He bit a student. There was an outbreak, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) I assure you, you're very much alive. Now, as to why you're having doubts about why, if you're alive or dead, 
Uh, I just think you just need to maybe make a new friend. Maybe go find a friend. Tell them, hey, I can't tell if I'm alive or dead. I need to make a new friend. This guy on the internet told me to do so. And maybe that guy or girl will be like, I also can't tell if I'm alive or dead. And then you guys become either best friends, soulmates, you end up getting married. Maybe you're going to discover something about yourself. Maybe you'll be like, holy crap, I'm attracted to guys. I don't know. So there you go. That's my that's my uh, tip to you, my friend. What do you got, Mary? Well, also, if you think you're dead and this is hell, then maybe it's not that bad. I mean, I'm sitting here with like a seltzer water. I got a blanket around me. It's comfortable. You know, I mean, like you go to the store and you get some burgers or something like that's not really is this hell? Hmm. I mean, if you were dead and this was hell, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe being dead in this hell is pretty sweet. I mean, hmm. like, you know, is it really that bad? That's true. And this was hell. I don't think hell would have tacos. Yeah. And it I, wouldn't and have I had tacos. Ta- it would have cats. It wouldn't have, you know, uh, Doritos. I don't know. Right. Other things. Like, hell would be like demons having, like, butt sex with other demons and like you know the eternal hellfire of sinners and liars and you know i like your version of hell mary i very much enjoy it yeah that that is hell i mean why would hell just be like 21st century america that's pretty tame (laughs) you know you look at those old like paintings of hell and like people are getting swallowed by frog-faced demons that are twice the size of skyscrapers and being shit out by pigs with none habits on. I mean, that's hell. This isn't really that bad. I mean, we have, like, Marshalls and McDonald's and, like, Netflix <laughs> and, you know, I mean, Marshalls. really. <laughs> really. Would Satan, like, okay. construct hell to be like this? Hmm. Uh, hmm. I hate to say this. I, 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 think, I think Mary's got a point there, uh, question asker. So, uh, yeah, you're very much alive. Maybe you are dead, but maybe you're not in hell. Maybe this is some sort of, like, mild purgatory where you have Netflix. You know, who knows? That's true. I'm not, not like, a medical examiner, so I can't determine whether you're alive or dead. All I can say is this probably isn't really hell. Okay. Awesome. I think we (laughs) helped that person. I think we did a good job helping that person. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And and if they are dead, I hope they know where they are, you know? Yeah, me too. <sighs> you know. So I hope you get – I hope you get – I hope that answered your question, question asker. Yeah, me too. All right. Next person asks, would the Taco Bell workers be impressed or annoyed if I ordered in Mexican? Mm. So. Um, in Mexican. In Mexican. So, as a half Mexican myself, let me tell you that they would probably be impressed and then annoyed for the following reason. As a Mexican, half Mexican, I do go to Taco Bell a lot. Now, that might be like a sin against my culture, um, but authentic Mexican food just doesn't grow on trees. Um, Unfortunately, you need a... 102-year-old Mexican grandmother to make real Mexican food, and they also don't grow on trees. So finding real Mexican food is really hard to get here in the United States, unless you live in California. I mean, I'm in California. You you get Totino's pizza rolls, you're happy with it. You know, you don't complain. Exactly. So you're just going to take what you can get. 
So you go to Taco Bell to order your chalupas or burritos or whatever it is you're going to get. Your Dorito Locos tacos, whatever. Nine times out of ten, the person behind the counter is going to be a white person. And this is not a slight against white people. I'm just telling you the truth. It's going to be a white person. It could be a black lady. Maybe you get an Asian. Maybe you get an Asian guy, but mostly it's going to be a white person. I've, I've, every Taco Bell I've gone to is usually been a white, either a white guy or a white girl. Um, I very rarely see black people working at Taco Bell. I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> and I see zero Mexican people working at Taco Bell. Now, so they will be impressed because you're just going up to them, looking white. Because I'm sure this is a white person asking this question. <laughs> and you're going to say something in Spanish. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not even Spanish. In Mexican. Mexican. Man, that's the important difference there. And so then they're going to be like, oh, this guy speaks Mexican. He said, hola, como esta? Muy bien, usted. <laughs> and then he said, dos uh, Doritos el los tacos. Wow. Then they're going to be annoyed because they're going to be like, wait a minute. Were any of those swear words? Did this guy just swear at me? Did you just fucking swear at me? You <laughs> motherfucker. Get the fuck out of my store. Then they're going to be annoyed. So. Oh, they'll be like, yeah, like that sounds like week one of Spanish class in freshman year. <laughs> like, you maybe. get a taco bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to answer your question from me. They're going to be both, and you might want to have a backup plan because they're going to get mad at you and tell you to get out. So that's my answer. What about you, Mary? What do you think? My answer is I think that they just probably think you're cringy. You know, like people who like go into like a establishment and try to like – that's the same thing as, you know, something like my dad and his and his wife. They go to Japanese restaurants or Chinese restaurants, and they eat with fucking chopsticks. And <laughs> it's like, come on. You know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to, like, act like you're, like, you know, oh, I'm part of this culture because I'm at a restaurant. Just just fucking go to the restaurant. You know? <laughs> if somebody walked into Taco Bell and they're like, oh, you're so caught Taco Bell, I'd be like, all right, that's cringy. Just take your food <laughs> and get the fuck out of here and stop, you know, stop being cringy. Because nobody really talks like that in Taco Bell. Like you said, it's mostly white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... I'm gonna go into Papa Gino's sometime and start speaking in Italian. Like, maybe... ooh, that would be <laughs> impressive. Now, see, I think Dave might be impressed with that. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, who knows? <laughs> so we hope to, we helped you out there, question asker. Number three: Does it make you feel some kind of way when you go to pay for a carryout food order and there's a line on the receipt for a tip? Now, I picked this question because I thought I was the only one who felt this way. Mm. Now, this is going to be controversial, and I'm going to stand by what I say here. So, brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. When I go to pick up food for carryout, and I see that line on the tip, or the line for the tip, I do not put a tip in. I don't blame you. And here's why. I feel like a tip in the service industry is made for the waiter and and waiter slash waitress because they're doing 90% of the work. They're the ones walking around the tables, 
taking food orders, drink orders. They have to remember what table had the the burger with no tomatoes or, oh, I don't want my mashed potatoes touching my steak. You know, they have to remember all this stupid shit that we ask of these people. So, and on top of that, they get paid crap. My mom was a waitress, like, most of her life, and she never yeah, made... Yeah, mine too. Mine, she never mom. made a lot of money. But here's the thing, okay? Like, and this is a... This is my unpopular opinion. Like, you've seen Reservoir Dogs. I kind of agree with, like, <laughs> Mr. Pink on this. Yes, yes. Like, okay, so, like, I agree that these people are being paid less than they should. But that's not my fucking problem. That's the establishments. Why is the establishment, the restaurants, getting away with having their customers pay their workers for them? That makes no fucking sense. Like, Agreed. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. I've gotten shitty service that you still have to tip. I don't think that just doing your job automatically entitles you to extra okay. compensation. I mean, yeah, they work hard, but that's their job. I mean, you don't give a doctor a tip and they work like a billion times more. I mean, okay. I, I agree. I've been in this industry. I respect service workers. I respect, you know, restaurant people. I've been in that, you know, industry. I know people. My mom was in that industry. But it's just, it, you know, if you don't want to pay your workers enough, don't depend on your customers to say, oh, you know, I'm going to give this person a, more money. And I, I don't know. I, I like, and they brought up in uh, reservoir dogs, you don't tip people at McDonald's. You don't tip people at, you know, Burger King. They're still serving mm-hmm. you food. I don't see what, why the, the, I, I think it's on the establishments to pay those people the living that they deserve and they earn not the customers who like, oh, I'm going to decide whether or not you deserve this or whatever. Like, they should just get paid like anybody else. Okay. I I see your point, but I feel like until the restaurant industry gets their shit together and start paying these people, I feel like we need to help them in some way. No, I do too, but I don't feel like I feel like there's a flaw in the system. I feel like it's, you know, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be up to customers to pay okay. these people because if they don't want to pay them, I mean, if you if you're a waitress and you bust your ass all night long and some asshole decides to not leave you a good tip, you're gonna get screwed whether you worked hard or not. I mean, yeah, yeah. in any other industry, if you're in retail and you work, you bust your ass all night, you're still gonna get paid the same way you're gonna get paid. It's not up to the customers. You don't have some Karen that's like, oh, you didn't bring me my coffee soon enough. I'm not going to tip you. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's an inherent flaw in the system that shouldn't be like that. People who work in the service industry should be paid just like the same as retail workers. They should just get paid. Not $3 an hour plus tips, whatever the people decide to give you out of the kindness of their hearts. And, uh, you know, you, you go to a restaurant and sometimes they don't deserve a fucking tip, but you got to do it anyway. You know, I don't know. I just, I, I think that whole thing is fucked up. That's just my two cents. They deserve but it, but I don't think we, you know. Yeah, yeah. I completely hear what you're saying. Yeah. I understand. With that said, when I go to pick up carryout food and I'm supposed to fill out the receipt, I don't put the tip in there because I feel like I don't know who's going to get that. Like, because when you tip normally, like in a restaurant, the cooks don't get any yep. part of it. I don't yeah. think. I don't think they get their pay. Right. And so, who's the tip going to? The lady who just handed me a bag. Yeah, and I've worked you know, in 
I've worked in restaurants and I worked in a seafood restaurant that I mentioned earlier and it was a carryout restaurant and the tip system was the customer just puts money in a cup and at the oh, yeah. end of the night yeah, yeah. the 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 um you know the wait staff or whatever you want to call them people who put your food together I don't know they could yeah. split it up but some of them take more than they're entitled to it's like oh, oh wow you know, I want this. So it's like, that's not fair. And plus, what about all the line cooks in the back that are busting their ass? You know, right. I was sta- like girls there getting the tips were smoking cigarettes and playing on their phone most of the night where the line cooks are out there busting their ass doing most of the work. And yeah. they don't get a tip. They got to go home. And, you know, that's that's that. But <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I don't know if you really do something above and beyond tip them. But the fucking company should just pay them what they deserve anyway. How did they get away with not paying their employees and having the, the customers like what other industry is like that? It's yeah. ridiculous. No, I, I, I 100% agree. Mm. So hope we helped you a question. And answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next one here, um, I'm going to read the question and then I'm going to read a very interesting response that I got that i saw in response to this question and then we're going to go ahead and answer it ourselves so here we go can porn be considered entertainment someone then said i was wondering if we take into account that some people may watch it without masturbating if porn can be classified as entertainment it is a movie in a certain way porn is clearly entertainment just like every other form of art produced it isn't a movie in a certain way it is a movie why would a person masturbating change the nature of the film? If I masturbated to Saving Private Ryan, would it somehow change the movie? <laughs> so, all right. Um, I do believe porn can be considered entertainment. Because regardless of what you're doing while watching the movie, and to be fair, porn isn't just for people by themselves to masturbate to. You can watch it with your partner, help you get turned on. And then go do your own thing. Um, so in a way, you're being entertained. Um, you it's... might be doing something extra while you're being entertained, but you're being entertained. And so I think it is a part. It is entertainment. And porn does have their own award show. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. Weird. That's weird. Well, no, I, I, I kind of can. I, I, I get it. I mean. How do they even like do that though? It's like you, congratulations, you, your video helped the most people jerk off this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. See, I'm not okay. I swear I'm not like an expert on these things, on what sure. the awards are. Yeah, I, I know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm waiting for the emails between that and the waiter thing we just did. Um, I'm waiting for the emails on this episode. Let me tell you. Um, but. Uh, I think it's just like best like it's just like a performance thing. It's like, you know, best male performer, best female performer. I think they even like, you know, the weird porns that have like plots evolved around them. Like they do like best writing, best direction. It's basically like the like the Oscars but less pretentious. They had um, when I worked at West Coast Video, we had a porn room and they had I know I mentioned this before, but they had all these like porn like shoot offs of like uh no pun intended um <laughs> of like <laughs> things and they had the sopranos and it was supposed to be like the sopranos <laughs> like oh okay best directing oh. <laughs> the sopranos so looking at the wikipedia page for 
the uh, adult video awards, adult video news awards, excuse me, or the AVNs, uh, there's like a shit ton of categories. But it's like best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, male performer of the year, female performer of the year, male foreign performer of the year, wow. female foreign performer of the year, uh, best director, uh, best new starlet, best title, best selling title, best film. Um, AKA all girl- just, just a big excuse to do a bunch of cocaine with a bunch of other porn stars and then like i mean it gets like down to it like best all girl sex scene best gay video best bisexual video so they got like everything covered so good on you avian i'm proud of you good job yeah (laughs) covered the entire compass of that yes they did so the answer to your question i jason soto do believe porn can be considered entertainment yeah, what about sure. you? What about you, sure. Mary? What are your sure. thoughts on this? I mean, entertainment <laughs> could be something as far as, you know, you have uh, you're a king in the Middle Ages and you have some jester doing like handstands in front of you. That's entertainment. Maybe you're like an old guy sitting on the toilet doing a crossword puzzle. That's entertainment. Where do you draw yep. the line? I guess porn is entertainment. If it's something that's captivating your attention and is doing something for you. I mean, it's is it Agreed. art? I don't know. Entertainment? Yes. I mean, entertainment could be like, I don't know, sitting there ripping up a piece of paper. I mean, that could be like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely is entertainment, I suppose. There you go. <sighs> Hope that helps, question asker. Um, okay, last Yahoo Answers question. Then we're going to get to the advice part. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, here we go. Uh, their question is, will they hire me? I got an interview for Hooters coming up and I did my research as I do every job I apply for. And I seen that I have to wear makeup. I have never had makeup besides maybe a little mascara and lip gloss, but I'm pretty much natural. Will they still hire me? So, um, here's the thing about Hooters and, I'm already said two very controversial things in this episode, so let's go ahead and make it three. <laughs> um, a lot of women that work at Hooters aren't that attractive. And yeah, it's a little kind of projection. Now there might be some. There are certainly. It's this is probably subjective. Um, there definitely are some that I've seen that were pretty attractive, but mostly, anytime I've gone to and. I've not gone to a lot of Hooters. I've gone to maybe four my entire lifetime. And one of them times was my uncle's bachelor party. <laughs> I got to tell you the story about that. That's going to be another podcast because that's a story for the ages. Um, I have to remember to tell that story sometime. But um, we did. We, we had a bachelor party at a Hooters. And it's not as like they make it out to be. Like, you know, you're thinking like these super like hot knockout supermodels with like you know boobs up to here and they're shoved in your face and it's like not really they're like little five foot four women who just need a job and they happen to have like 32 double d breasts and it's like yeah we'll hire them so (laughs) i'm just gonna say don't really worry about it that much um if you're a woman you have you know boobs like in the d cup range 
and you have some waitressing experience or you're willing to at least learn to be a waitress, I think they're going to hire you. I think you're fine. Um, don't, worry, don't worry about the makeup stuff because I, honestly, and controversial statement number four, I don't really see the big deal about makeup. Like I, I mean, I get it. I, I get it. It does look nice, but I feel like women don't need to wear makeup. Yeah, I, I don't wear it. I don't. And not to be weird, but I think you look pretty cute, Mary. Oh, thank don't, you. <laughs> so I don't thank think you. you know. I I don't think you need it. Yeah, thank you. Not to make this really. Not to make this weird or anything. I'm sorry, but. No. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So not you know. Don't worry about it. Just just go in there. Um, be confident and don't let them grab you if you don't want to be grabbed. That's all I got to say about that. What about you, Mary? Um, well, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to get a job at Hooters, I don't think that your self-esteem should be really something that you should be worrying about because you're obviously fine with putting yourself out there and being a sexual object for your job. Um, so who cares about makeup? I mean, I don't know what this person's hang up on makeup is it's like eh, do they feel like they're being sexualized by making being forced <laughs> to wear makeup it's like oh, i have to wear lipstick at hooters what am i some sort of sex object <laughs> you know i mean that's a little like what, I don't right. know what their problem with the makeup is i don't know maybe they don't just they like me and it's like okay i don't like it but then again i wouldn't like get a job at hooters because i'm not like you know i don't know value myself more <laughs> Right, right. But um, and I also don't have double D breasts. Uh, mm. but yeah, I if you're working at Hooters, you don't. I mean, you know, pick your battles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. I, I I've I've been to approximately zero Hooters over the years, and uh, really, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't okay. think I would ever go to one of those. I don't. Really That's like fair. Breasts, That's probably but, fair. <laughs> um. I have known women who do go to Hooters. Like, really? either half of it is either has a joke like "Tee Red Hooters," and half of it is just like, "Eh, what, whatever." It looks uh, gross. Like, I, I, I don't know something about like. I mean, like I said, I've never actually been to one. Like, you've actually had the the Hooters experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. But from what I've seen and what I've heard and what it seems like, it seems like boobs, short skirts or mm-hmm. shorts. I mean. With the ass cheeks hanging, it's like unsanitary. Like I don't want to like ass cheeks in my face while I'm eating chicken wings. You know what I mean? Like that's gross. Like you go to like Bertucci's, you go to a restaurant, the waitresses are dressed modestly, clean. It looks hygienic. Not like you know <laughs> Hooters where they look like you get your ass cheeks hanging over my chicken wing. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. Uh, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. You know. <laughs> Got like these little like ass sucker shorts on and like yeah chicken wings oh yeah. no no yeah. I think I'd rather lick a toilet seat than go to Hooters actually now that I think of it <laughs> sounds all right sounds really gross okay all right that's I will not force you to go to Hooters then okay <laughs> I mean honestly you're not missing much I mean I really don't uh, think the food's that great I mean they don't have they don't really have like real food it's just like you know, bar food. It's yeah. like wings and I've chips seen... and pretzels. And... Yeah, like Review Bra, the Report of the Week YouTube channel. He's been to Hooters. I've watched a couple of those episodes to get an idea of what exactly the food is like. And it just looks like regular t- chicken wings. Yeah, it, it really is. It's like something I don't you can really... make at home. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't get the big deal about yeah. it. So. 
<laughs> so, all right. Well, hope that helped. Question asker. Yeah, me too. All right, here we go. Well, now we have some real advice here. This is someone who really needs our help, Mary. Oh God. So we really need to take this seriously. All right. Yes. Here we go. Down to brass tacks. Dear Jason and Mary, I am a newlywed. The holly, the holiday season is upon us. Pretend this is December. <laughs> the holiday season is upon us, and I'm trying to coordinate between families and also get myself into the spirit. However, there is one tradition my husband's family has that I don't understand. I'm not sure how I can fit into this tradition. Ever since they were children, on Christmas morning, the kids, quote-unquote, and in parentheses, my husband and his now-adult sister would come down the stairs to open gifts, and their father would video record it. Well, we are 26 now, and both siblings live on their own outside of the house, but my in-laws still think we should do this tradition. I tried to bring this up to them, saying that we won't even be at their home on Christmas morning, but they brushed it off, saying, we can do it when you come over at 2 (laughs) o'clock. I know it's hard to see your kids grow up, but I did marry their son this year. My husband and I live in our own home about 20 minutes away and visit regularly. Last year, I was not included in this tradition because I was still the girlfriend. This year, even if they ask, I'm not sure I want to be included. Please help me relate to this tradition. I understand it as children, but just as you stop taking pictures of kids on their first day of school, shouldn't this group grow up Yes. from holiday grown-ups? Oh, holiday grown-ups, I feel you. I really do. Wow. Okay. So, sounds like you got so mildly wacky in-laws here. Um, I think the best course of action would be to just <laughs> do something that would prevent them from filming you. And you can do whatever extreme you want to do. You can do walking around naked <laughs> uh you can constantly blare like the beatles like around you because it's very yeah. expensive to get the rights to Beatles songs <laughs> um you could take up a foreign language and then just only speak in this foreign language so that way you know they'll be like upset that you're not speaking english because i feel like these are the kind of people who are like you know you know we speak America and America you know we American in America speak no Mexican here right so I feel like if you take up like you know French or German or or even Mexican <laughs> um you know you can do that uh you could uh just stand perfectly still and don't do anything um oh yeah I like that just you know just you know when they start filming just stand just, yeah, just don't just just don't do it just stand yeah and then just wait for everyone else to do the thing and if they try to interact with you just don't respond um there's a few yeah so you know feel free to take any one of those uh holiday yeah. holiday grown-ups uh not to dead, add, maybe yeah you know heart like attack. you know fake a heart attack every christmas yeah. you know you know they might get suspicious around the third or fourth year but, uh, yeah, you know, you can fake a heart attack. And then to answer your second question about to uh, should this group grow up? Yes, they absolutely should yes. grow up because this is really yes. weird. <laughs> I cannot stand, like, adults acting like children. Like, oh, my God, let's do this. Just grow up. It, just get, get – it. the childhood days are long gone, man. Move beyond them, you know? Yeah, and – 
you know, the, you know, she. I'm assuming this is a she. It's a she. Uh, she didn't say anything about like you know their kids or kids being doing this. I'd understand doing this if they had grandkids. The actual kids. Do it for yeah. the grandkids. Yeah, absolutely. Then yes, let the grandkids do this. Have them run down in their pajamas on Christmas morning yeah. and open up the gifts and you know whatever, but whatever adults, hell other weird. Like that bothers me. You know, yeah. that's like you know you put on the feedy pajamas. You go down there and you, no, no, you're an adult. You go down and you have coffee and you complain about things, and that's what. You do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you exactly. About Christmas, you say, eh, you know. Yeah, never. just you know. You don't just, just go, go. Oh my god, I'm so excited! What did I get for Christmas? No, no. That's a big no. <laughs> I understand completely. So yeah, so uh, holiday grown ups. I I hope this helped you. Um, you know, uh, please you know respond back with you know which which one did you go with? Did you go with the Beatles thing? Did you go with the nude thing? Like I'm very curious what you did. So <laughs> feel free to let us know. <clears throat> All right, that's it. That's I I hope we helped. I feel like we helped a lot of people. I think you know, we did too. I think we had a good outreach today. Probably mm-hmm. you know touched a lot of people and yeah. Well, I think we changed the world just a little bit at a time there. It's all you so. can do sometimes. So to everyone who who asked us questions, you're welcome. You're welcome. And and follow our advice to the T. <laughs> exactly. Heed our words. Exactly, yes. <laughs> all right. That's gonna do it for this episode. So all let's right. do the let's do the ending. All right. Whatever with Jason Soto is hosted by me, Jason Soto, and my co-host, Mary Mitchell. Yeah, I, I could be found on Twitter at WhateverJSoto. Or, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some emails. You can email me at WhateverJasonSoto at gmail.com. I will repeat that. WhateverJasonSoto at gmail.com. I look forward to your emails. Please check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. Uh, I put some fun stuff uh, there basically throughout the whole week. And I post the episode there and all kinds of great stuff. The podcast, this podcast you're listening to right now, can be found on Podomatic, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you get podcasts from. And to everyone who was born on Leap Day in 1980, happy 15th birthday. (laughs) And good luck on that driver's test next year. (laughs) The theme song is Liam Lynch's United States of Whatever from the album Fake Songs. I do not own this song, nor do I have permission to use it, but I have fair use on my side, and I am not afraid to use it. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for joining me. Fun as always. I had a blast. Me too. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode, so everyone keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Good night. Bye-bye. Because this is not you now.